Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Monday, March 28th. I'm Jack Vaughn. With the men's basketball Final Four set, Sportico's Eben Novi Williams reports roughly what conferences will earn from March Madness. With 18 units, the ACC and Big Ten will each bring in $36.4 million. The Big 12 will earn $34.3 million with 17 units. The Big East will earn $26.3 million with 13 units. And the SEC will bring in $22.3 million with its 11 units. Novi Williams says, There are two ways to make a ton at the NCAA tournament. Get teams to the Final Four, like the ACC, or qualify a ton at the start, like the Big Ten. Both took 18 units. Novi Williams also points out that it's been a decade since the MAC made more than one unit from a tournament. St. Peter's earned four. More from Novi Williams and Sportico's Emily Karen, including a full breakdown of the revenue projections in the link in the D1 ticker email. Also, St. Peter's AD Rochelle Paul says she would like the Peacocks to be awarded a larger share of the $8.1 their run will bring in, but it remains unclear how the MAC will distribute the money. St. Peter's memorable men's basketball tournament run came just after the athletic department underwent a brand revamp via Charlotte-based VPCO, which is now leading a full rebranding effort at Gardner-Webb, according to SBJ's Michael Smith. Additionally, Smith notes St. Peter's is the fifth most mentioned college team of the tournament on Twitter in the U.S., behind Michigan, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Kentucky. The Peacock's Twitter account has grown from 2,950 Twitter followers on January 1st to 14,800 as of last week, and according to iSpot.tv, more than 50% of viewers of NCAA men's basketball tournament games have seen St. Peter's play. Outgoing Memphis President David Rudd, in emails reviewed by the Memphis Commercial Appeal, sent a three-page letter to the IARP raising concerns about the conduct of investigators throughout the interview phase. Rudd, who argues his prior military experience and the fact that he's a licensed psychologist help him differentiate between routine interviews and interrogations, wrote, Interrogations uniformly used by law enforcement and the military are characterized by implied and real threats, targeted tactics, strategies and manipulations geared towards imposing unique emotional and psychological pressure on the subject to create vulnerability and distress. This is in stark contrast to NCAA bylaws and the practices of other member accreditation organizations I've been involved in that have compliance responsibilities. My experience with the individuals involved with the IARP was anything but a collaborative, transparent, accountable process geared towards a common interest in compliance and shared governance. I simply cannot understand why a process and approach appropriately embraced by the military and law enforcement is being utilized in this context. It is also clear to me that the NCAA has undeniably lost its way and forgotten why it exists. A hearing in Norfolk Circuit Court for this morning between Old Dominion and Conference USA was postponed and the Athletics' Chris Vanini reports Marshall's temporary restraining order against CUSA, which was set to expire today, was extended until April 6th. Davidson announces a $5 million gift from alumnus Peter Andrews and his wife Vicky to support the new stadium and fieldhouse project, which will be named Coach Dave Fagg Field in honor of Andrews' friend 
and former Wildcats football head coach Dave Vag. The field will be home to the Wildcat football and lacrosse teams and include a track and field complex, hospitality and classroom spaces, and more. Penn has raised the full $2.05 million to reach the goal of the Warren Lichtenstein C87 Match Challenge. As such, the playing surface will be known as Tommy Lasorda Field at Michael John Stadium once renovations are completed. The anticipated completion date will be in time for the 2023 season. Extra Points' Matt Brown talks with Mortensen Sports Market Director Adam Hardy about the direction of athletic department construction projects as the industry is still beset by labor and materials cost uncertainties that even predate COVID, as well as specialized labor shortages. Hardy also advises not to wait for prices to go back down before embarking on new projects and discusses the use of public-private partnerships to offset cost overruns, bonding as a funding source, and the direction of the industry in the near term. The full conversation is up and available with your free Connect account. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1TN5 for Monday, March 28th. I'm Jack Vaughn, and be sure to check in tomorrow morning.